Welcome everyone to Slab Stocks Live, episode number 116. You'll notice I'm not Aaron, I am Nate, and uh, we've got Julian, the intern, on the other end. First appearance of 2023, let's go. Hey, oh, you're tied with Aaron for uh, the most appearances on Slab Stocks Lives uh, in 2023. No big deal. Yeah, I think we, we should tell everybody why Aaron's not here. It's been a rough couple of sports days for him. You know, Chelsea sucks. Packers didn't make the playoffs. So, like, Whoa, I was wait, like, wait, too soon. And I was like, Aaron, I'll step in. You know, you're, you're kind of sad. I'll help you out. Well, they are getting Jal Felix. So, that is true. Uh, I thought he was going to Arsenal up until this morning. So that's disappointing. Um, that just adds to adds to the uh, the Packers loss, which, I mean, I get that we're going to get stomped by the 49ers next weekend no matter what. So, like, you just delay the misery for one week and get a much worse draft pick for it. But also, when you're in a winning your in game at home, and it's probably Aaron Rodgers' last game at home, and then he throws a pick like Brett Favre did in 2007 to end his Packers career, just tough. Yeah. Kind of reminded me of uh, Tom Brady's last Patriots game where he threw that interception and then everyone was like, don't know if he's coming back. You think you think he's going to retire? Um, well, I saw on Twitter that he – Jamison Williams asked for his jersey and he said, "Yeah, sorry, I got to keep this one. So it's either retirement or it's not, you know, Packer anymore. Yeah. We'll see. Um. That being said, oh, and congratulations on having the – wait, are you a Bears fan? Mm-mm. Niners. Nine, oh, that's right. That's right. That was – okay, that was kind of sad. I saw videos of that where the Bears fans were, like, outside Soldier Field, and they're, like, celebrating every time they got scored on, and I was like, come on. I mean, at that point, you have no hope, so you might as well try to get the first pick. Yeah. Oh, so. man. Um, well, we move on. So we've got our new and improved Slab Stocks Live today. So we've got a little trivia section at the start that we'll be starting with. One trivia question per sport. And then we've got um, a debate that uh, we'll bring up. And then we will, at the end, we have a love it or hate it, where I bring up a card specifically design and rarity. And you guys kind of let me know if you love it or hate it. And this one's close to me because I just pulled one the other day. And so I'm trying to kind of get free knowledge from you all, uh, free insight on if you like the card or not, because I'm trying to decide if I like the card and if I should grade it. Um, So that is what we've got going on. But welcome, Mike. Welcome, Jason. Welcome, Oscar. Welcome, Tom. Um, All great guys right there. Uh, And in Oscar's case, great. Oscar, are you not high school yet, right? Not high school yet. I don't think, but uh, in Oscar's case, great kid. Um, so let's start uh, right away with a little trivia. Jordan, I don't know if Jordan's in here. Jordan is the one that requested trivia. So if he, uh, not in high school, okay. Whew, whew. I was thinking time might have been traveling faster than uh, faster than I like. All right, trivia here. Uh, this was for Jordan, but he is not here, but we are going to start anyways. He will just have to catch up and we've got football. What was the football question of the day? What was the most expensive non Tom Brady football card sold in 2020? Jordan is here. Let's go. All right. 
we can officially start. What was the most expensive non-Tom Brady football card sold in 2022? A lot of football cards being sold in 2022. Tom Brady cards were the most expensive for football, like one through like five or four or something like that. But then the 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 most expensive non-Tom Brady, what was it? Any guesses, Julian? I haven't even I haven't seen this question, so it's gotta be some type of one on one, right? Yeah, you're see, on the right track. When, when the numbers get that high, it's like I forget which one was the highest, man. Where, where's Aaron when you need him? I don't have a guess. I, well, I, I would guess – I don't even know. It's probably it, – maybe it's like you – no, know, Trevor Lawrence has sold – I saw today it sold for like 338000 but that's definitely not up there. Uh, not even close. Not even close. I tell you I what. I have no idea. Uh, nobody asks – Wait, nobody, dude, I'm going to call him dude. Uh, he says, Patrick Mahomes, kaboom. Jordan says, Herbert, one-on-one, NTRPA shield. Mike Brown says, <laughs> Mike Brown's a funny guy. 2018 <laughs> Prism Silver, Tom Brady, PSA 10. Um, and Oscar says, Joey B. And Jordan is correct. It is the Justin yeah. Herbert 2020 NT Platinum NFL Shield 101 BGS 8.5 that sold for $1.8 million. And Justin Herbert is in the playoffs now. So, uh, shout out. Big, big card. Yeah, I can't even I can't even imagine. We could scrape together a couple pennies to try and buy, a, buy yeah, that you card. Yeah, you sell all your cards. I sell all my cards. And we could maybe buy, like, one one-hundredth. There one you go. One one thousandth of this. <laughs> uh, dude's card knowledge is about at the level of Nate's ball knowledge, ball being soccer. Whoa, rude, Aaron. All right, on to baseball. All right, this is a little bit more nerdy, but this is my specialty, so we made it a little bit more difficult. In the last three seasons combined, there are only two teams that have two pitchers in the top ten of in in the top 10 of the MLB in case which teams so two teams each had two pitchers that were both top 10 in uh strikeouts in the MLB across the last 3 seasons baseball is not my forte oh i know i know yeah. i'm going to i'm going to let the uh let the comment section Jordan says Brewers. Manny says not the Brewers. Manny, loser. Uh, I love him. Loser. Uh, Oscar says Astros, Dodgers. Jordan, Astros. So I think Jordan's at the Astros and the Brewers right now. Um, Oscar, Astros, Dodgers. Jason, Astros and Mets. Jason Brown, 974. Angels and Dodgers. Now, Angels is bold. A bold, bold choice there, Jason. Um, We have... One of them so far. One I would guess Astros. That would have, on that would have been one of mine. What? Astros would have been one of my guesses, but that's just because they won and Justin Verlander was on the team. So, What if I told you you live in close proximity to both teams? What? Wow. Then I would – I mean, I would guess the Cubs or the Sox. So, so it depends on what time of the year it is. 
Because if you are at college, you live close to the Brewers. Oh. And if you are at home, True. you're living close to the Sox. And, of course, the Sox are one of them. Um, Lucas Giolito was 10th, and I believe Dylan Cease was 7th um, in strikeouts in the last three years. And you can see their prices here. The strikeouts have not exactly caused their prices to go crazy. BGS 9.5 of Giolito, $23.00. And a PSA 9 Bowman Chrome Auto of Cease for 40 bucks, And then you have the Brewers. And Corbin Burns was number two um, in strikeouts in the last uh, behind Max Scherzer. And then you have Brandon Woodruff, who was eighth. And their prices, I mean, pitchers just not selling very well. Uh, Corbin Burns, non-first auto, so that affects the value. PSA 9 for 50 bucks. And a Woodruff, as an 11th round pick, does not have a Bowman Chrome first. Uh, auto, he does have Bowman Chrome firsts, but his 2018 Tops Chrome rookie auto is only basically an $8 card. And we're talking about a top 10 pitcher in all of baseball. You can get his Tops Chrome rookie for under 10 bucks. That's insane. How, how are the Brewers doing? Are they they're like okay? Or like um, so Brewers missed the playoffs by one game. Oof. The Packers missed the playoffs by one game. And uh, I fully expect somehow the, the Bucks to uh, fully miss the playoffs by one game. Somehow, even though they're really good, something terrible is going to happen. We're going to miss the playoffs by one game. Fully expecting it. I'm not salty. And Oscar, yes, I do live in the Chicago area. I'm from Glenview, if you know where that is. Does Oscar lives in Illinois? I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw him. He was at the national two years ago. So, yeah, couple Illinois boys there. Yeah, uh, can't believe I can't believe that is who I have to be talking with right now as a as a as a tried and true Wisconsinite. Ugh. But we move on basketball now for NBA cards currently over fifty dollars. Which modern card post nineteen eighty six? So not Michael Jordan has had the largest percentage drop in the last year as tracked by Card Ladder. And that's the big caveat there because Card Ladder, it's just impossible to track every card. So there is potential that there are cards out there that have dropped more in price, but because they're not tracked by Card Ladder, you know, that would have taken absurd amounts of research to be able to come up with just one question here. So as tracked by Card Ladder, which NBA card over $50 right now and Newer than 1986 has had the largest percentage drop in the last year. And we're talking, it's January 9th. So we're talking Jan 9th or January 10th last year, January 9th this year. Ooh, I feel like, uh, do you ever watch, did you ever watch that um, Stump the Schwab or whatever on uh, on ESPN? What in the world is that? Um. I feel like that when Jordan says this is tough, I feel like I've stumped him. There you go. You know, you know, when you get Jordan, then it was a good question. Yeah. This question seems incredibly difficult. That was the hope. <laughs> um, I was gonna guess some type of like prism silver, but it's got to be over fifty right now. So the majority of that stuff is already below. Well, you're on the right track. I was gonna like I don't know how much is Zion Williamson. Silver prism is, but those Ooh. stuff. Are... Oh, where were there's somebody in the comments that's very close. 
Ben, ben Simmons, maybe? Ooh. So we've got 1992 Shaquille O'Neal rookie, Chris Paul, Griffey. Griffey, I like that one. Uh, Chris Milton and Giannis. Uh, Manny is a troll, fully fully formed troll now, Manny. Uh, Jason says, ball rookie, question mark. Ben Simmons, Oscar Lamella ball rookie. Wait, no chance. It's PSA 9. I meant PSA 10 on the Prism Silver MPJ PSA 9. Aaron is wrong It is. Oh, and here's the graph. I, I forgot I did this. You can see the graph here. So you can see where it was. $500 card all the way down to 72 85.6% drop. Um, and Jason, I get I I don't Nathan. I don't I don't blame you, but it's NBA. So Griffey, MLB here. We're only talking NBA. The, the name's on the graph, Nate. Oh, yeah, it is. All <laughs> right. I'm glad I didn't show it. And you've got Lamelo Ball rookie. PSA 10 has dropped 85% in wow. the last year. 86% if you round up. Of course, it doesn't help that he didn't play for most of the start of the season. Um, but uh, his card, if you go on Card Ladder and look up cards $50 or more right now, one year, and sort it by highest drop, this is the card that comes up. Um, the one above it is a raw Michael Jordan from 86, which I would never take into consideration raw cards from 1986 because the... Uh, the conditions on those absurd. See, I'm surprised that that card still goes for 72 bucks. That's still kind of shocking. Me too. Especially with uh, everything else that's dropping. It's like, yeah, you want to spend $72 on that when you could spend $72 on something pretty cool nowadays. It's tough. All right. So there's basketball on to soccer. Why is Chelsea the worst team in the English premier league? Pick Julian. me, pick me. Yeah, because Todd Bully sucks. That's why. Straight answer, bro. That's why. Todd Bully. Ayo. Um, well, I was, you know, I agree with that. Also, they are in 10th place um, in the Premier League. And uh, they just keep spending money and spending money and spending money. And Aaron's like, we got to spend money. We got to spend money. But they spent a ton of money and they're still 10th. Mason Mount's not very good. Reese James is always injured. Kristen Pulisic's going to get traded. I mean, you know, trash team. But it's, I it's hard to watch. There's a couple teams at the top of this list in the blue there, um, that are just way way ahead of Chelsea in in points. Embarrassing. Let's get in the comments. Tell you guys who who's who he's talking about. What what team's better than Chelsea? Oh yeah, at the top potentially. Oh yeah, hmm. I want. I wonder. Oh, Arsenal? Are they better than? Che- oh, they are better than Chelsea. Man City, oh, definitely better than Chelsea. Holland, Newcastle, better than Chelsea. Man U, am I right? <laughs> better than Chelsea. Tottenham, Harry Kane, better than Chelsea. Which Tottenham right now? If Arsenal wins the, uh, um. What 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 is Arsenal in that they are if they win that and oh. the Premier League there's a fifth team but I can't remember the uh, the Europa League the Europa League so yeah whoever places fifth could be blessed by Arsenal this year true K 
Can Nate name 15 players in the EPL? <clears throat> Next question, please. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Erling Holland, uh, Bukayo Saka, Thomas Partey, um, uh, Gabriel Martinelli, Martinelli, Gabriel Jesus. Uh, wait for it. Wait for it. Harry Kane. Did I say that one already? I don't um, think you said that. Uh, stink. Take back Harry Kane. Um, no, no, I don't think you said it. So, like, we're counting that. Oh, Harry Kane. Okay. Um. Oh man. See, see, I look at soccer cards all the time, so I should be able to do this. But once you put the pressure on, <laughs> like, oh boy. Um. Phil Foden, Mason Mount, uh, Christian Pulisic, Reese James. Erling, oh, Erling Holland. I didn't even say you Holland yet. No, you said you said Holland. Oh, I did say Holland. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh. We're at, we're at eleven right now. Eleven. This is still very impressive. Oh come on! Wait, 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 wait. Hungman son. Yeah. All right. Um. Uh. Jao Felix now. Chelsea. Um. Soon to be Cody Yakpo. <laughs> no, wait, I got in, this. He, I know some goalies. I know some goalies. The uh, the goalie, uh, the the American goalie. Ah, uh, what's his name? He's a backup, though, right? In the Premier League, he just oh, uh, Chaka, Chaka, uh, X H A K A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll give you that. We'll give you that. Um, and uh, I need one more. Gakpo's in the league now. What? He Gakpo. He's he's on Liverpool now. So, ding, oh, ding, Gakpo. ding, ding, ding. Let's go. Impressive. All right, there you go, Manny. What up? Never doubt. That was a struggle, but we got there. Um, and uh, that's why uh, Chelsea, not quite the worst, but they are closer to relegation points-wise than they are to first place. Let that one sink in, Aaron. All right, on to hockey here. Quick, I'm going to answer this. Similar card. Similar card. This is impossible. <laughs> Almost took the whole hour. <laughs> Ah, Maddie, never change. For hockey cards currently over $50, which modern card, post-1986, has the largest percentage gain in the last year as tracked by Card Ladder? And let me tell you, this could be a load of crock because this could be one of those situations where somebody bought a best offer that doesn't come up very often and didn't pay for it or something. So, like, who really knows if this is accurate or not? But... It's what it says, so we're going with it. And it is a Young Guns. I will give Jordan that. He said Young Guns, not Jason Robertson, but it is a Young Guns. In fact, the name is so underwhelming, I don't actually even remember who it was on the next slide. So we're all going to find out together. Um, and I'm not going to waste too much time on this because uh, nobody, nobody's going to know. Real quick, I'm going to touch on uh, Jordan's question. He was asking about uh, Newcastle, why why they're so good. They had new owners take over, so there's there's a lot of money going into the club. So they were they were predicted to do very well this year. Yeah, turns out all you need to do is spend money. True, except yeah. in Chelsea's case, they still can't seem to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, and spend money, get a new manager, you still can't win. Yeah, um, Jason Zucker. Uh, Never heard of him in my life, but he is up 597%. Somebody felt the need to have to buy this Young Guns on July 31st for $150. Um, best offer there. 
and it was originally a $21 card. So you got the first name right, Jordan. Shout out. Yes, you did. Uh, I don't I don't know who this guy is. Never heard of him in my life. But he does hold the cake for the highest mo- or change in, in price uh, hockey card for the entire year. And then lastly, we've got F1. And this is the last trivia question. What is the most expensive 2022 Topps Chrome F1 card to sell so far? 2022 Topps Chrome F1 just came out. There haven't been many huge sales, but uh, what is the what is the top sale? Julian, I think you looked at this, so don't I, I did see I, I did see this one. Anybody else up on their up on their tops Chrome Formula One? I feel like Aaron knows it. They're stopping one of one. They're stopping. And remember, this is 2022 tops Chrome. So we're not talking, we're not talking 2020 Lewis Hamilton Super Refractor for 900000 or they're stopping uh sapphires or anything like that. Um, none of that. We're talking brand new set 2022 top tops Chrome F1 that just came out. We'll give a hint. It's not Hamilton or Verstappen. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'll give a I'll give another hint. It's not Charles Leclerc. I'll give a fourth hint. It's not George Russell. Probably a Gasly that Aaron bought overpriced. (laughs) (laughs) The answer? Do you guys want the answer? I think we've sat here long enough. Nobody's guessed it. What I could find, I looked up top 2022 tops Chrome Formula One. I looked up F1, and then eventually I just looked up the letter F. Tops Chrome F to see what would come up after that. A lot of Wander Francos. And then this was still the highest price card. Guan Yu Zhou, uh, Orange Auto, number 25 for $850. Um, he is the top rookie and only rookie in the set, right? Yep, that's that's the big piece. There's uh, not too many rookies, but he's the only one. So, so. Um, is there is Does he have a bright future, or is this like uh, he's the only rookie, so we're paying for him? Uh, I think he has a bright future. He did, uh, I think it was the first race last year. So his first race in Formula One, I think he got some points. So he's definitely a talented driver. Um, But yeah, promising future just kind of sucks that there's only one rookie card. But there is, one of my guesses would have been uh, Logan Sargent as well. The American who's going to be racing for Williams this year. Uh, His card in this would have been F2. But um, a lot of demand behind that because it's one of his first cards. Cool. Uh, Logan Sargent, Josh Sargent's brother, right? Yeah, right. Right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that is the end of trivia. Let's move on to our debate. And the debate question for today is in 2023, are you buying rarity or are you buying liquidity? Um, so essentially, you know, it, it, it all comes down to what your view on cards is and what you're trying to achieve. I don't really think there is a wrong answer or a right answer, but Julian and I took a different side to each one of these, and uh, we're going to fight for it here in our debate. Um, 
<laughs> oh man, he's too funny. Uh, funny. Um, and so, so because there's there's merits to both. Obviously, you know, there's there's no shame in buying rarity when you think it's low and holding, and there's no shame in buying liquidity and you know being able to move cards when you want. So, I am taking the side of liquidity. Julian is taking the side of rarity. And uh, we're going to start with my argument here. And I have a picture. I only have three slides. I only needed three slides to try to cement my argument. Okay. I've got a picture of Jordan Poole, red prism PSA 9 here. Uh, you got the, the uh, graph and the change in price is hidden by this slide number here. But I think it says it's up 144% in the last year. Um, but this is not a rare card. You know, not a ton of rarity to this card. Uh, starting price, 76 bucks. Now it's just a smidge under 200 Not talking rare. You go to the next one, and you've got a Jordan Poole Prism Blue Ice PSA 10. Um and you can see the pop there, pop four. I just covered this in the daily slab. And this is a pop four in which there are no other gems from any other company. Uh, we're talking a 10% gem rate here, pop four out of 39 graded. So while there are 99 of these cards, there's only four PSA 10s, which I would consider it to be rare. I wouldn't consider a card out of 99 to be quote unquote rare. But I would consider a PSA 10 of which there are only four and only four gems, regardless of company, I would consider that to be rare. And this is a card ladder value of $1,300. Um, this is a $190 card. This is a $1,300 card, right? On this side, on the other box, you have the population report for the red. Not the blue, but the red. There's 52 tens. There's more tens than there are nines. There's 35 nines, there's two eights, one seven, one six, and two authentics. So there's 93 total graded of the red. It's not rare at all. And my argument, and the, the only reason I brought up these two things is because I understand buying rarity. You know, if you can get a card cheaper right now, it's definitely worth buying it. But I'm more looking at the so selling side of it. If I'm buying rare, I'm not going to want to sell rare. But if in this economy, if I need liquidity and I need it quick, I don't want to have guilt about selling. And cash is king, right? You can move, of course, you can move the Prism Blue Ice Jordan Poole PSA 10 quickly if you auction it and you can get your money and it's cash is king. But you're going to have some guilt with moving it because you know it's a pop four. And there's going to be some like, I wish I didn't have to sell that. I sold an Aaron Ashby Super Refractor Auto at one point, needed the cash. Guy spent more than I would have paid for it. And um, ever since then, I think about that card often, and I wish I didn't sell it. <clears throat> but you needed the cash at the time. So instead, if you have a lot of littler cards right now specifically, I feel a lot less guilty selling a Jordan Poole Prism Red that I know I can probably get back in the future relatively easily if I want it than if I were to sell a pop for uh, prism blue PSA blue eyes PSA 10. And so for me, the only argument really here is do I want to feel angsty or crappy or guilty about having sold a rare card? I don't. 
And so therefore, I would rather focus on liquidity right now, unless I really don't need the money, then sink it into a rare card and just hold. But if I think at any point I might need this money, liquidity is the way I go. Well said, Nate. Well said. Well, All right. no, no clapbacks to that, huh? Well, I'll respond. You gotta, I gotta get my slides. You know. All right, all right, all right. I'll incorporate it in there. Uh, well, the first thing I'll say is for one response is that there's the guilt. You know, you, you don't want to get rid of it, but when you can flip it for fifty percent profit, something like that, I'm not thinking about oh, I missed that card. I'm like, I take this money, buy another super nice card. You know that that's a I don't know, Nate. That was a iffy point. You can respond, yeah. Uh, I flipped my Aaron Ashby for ten times the value I paid for it in two months, I still feel, I still, still feel guilt. Mate, uh, too, too subjective, man. You're trying to sway over the audience. Okay. Moving <laughs> on. Wait, for me, from my perspective, you got to go with the, the rare low numbered pop stuff when we're using this uh, image from card ladder. So the index is super cool to see the different um, cards from the past year and a lot of it's red. So when I see stuff like this, I'm thinking to myself, cards of a lot of these cards have hit low points. Um, it's probably going to rebound in 2023. Now is the perfect time to pick up some pieces and hold on to them. You can see like football down 11%, a bunch of stuff. It's just all red. So in my head, I'm going, not many people, people are mainly trying to sell because um, they're kind of panicking a little bit with uh, trying to get money back. I'm thinking things go down going to come back up kind of like the stock market when it crashed in 2008 people who bought in instead of freaking out uh did well in the long run mm -hmm. uh go to the next slide so a, a couple of components that go into this uh, first of all it's there's the risk versus reward this is definitely a lot more risky than what they talked about because you put you're going to be putting in a little bit more money than say a jordan pool card that he pointed out but if you're trying to you want a higher reward, you got to take a higher risk. So if I was doing this, and this is what I think is going to happen, is I'm banking on a lot of these cards rebounding in 2023. So I'm, I'm buying it now. Now you got to measure your um, factor and you got to know what you can be spending money on and what you can't. If you got to pay rent and you got to pay for food, don't sink that into a, a rare card. Because the odds of you flipping it in the short term are pretty small. I'm mainly talking here, you're buying it. And then a few months down the line, it's the market is rebounded and you're selling it. So you have to measure that type of stuff. But if you're in the situation, I think it's a good idea to buy a, a rare card. Yes, Nate. Did you say a few months? Like at, at the earliest. Like that's, okay. Okay. that's like the earliest. Uh, ideal frame would be much longer down the road. But like you're not gonna buy it and flip it next week for for more money. That that's the main point I'm trying to yeah. make. So I I picked out a few cards. Um, I focused on the Formula One and soccer markets just because those are the ones that I know the best. Uh, just two examples from F1. Uh, recently, uh, Charles Leclerc Gold Sapphire SP PSA eight uh, sold for what is that fifteen sixty. And then a PSA 7, September 25th, went for 2550 So a PSA, it's even not even like a PSA 8 to a PSA 8. PSA 7 sold for about $1,000 more than a PSA 8. And then we also have a George Russell um, 
very good. Both of these guys are really good drivers. Uh, so the orange wave of George Russell PSA nine went for $1,775 December 27th. And then a PSA nine went for 3,705 April 4th. Um, F1, they're out of season right now. So it's just another great opportunity. And like most cards that they, they've tanked quite a lot. So if I was someone who had the money to put into a card like this, I would be buying it now and holding it, expecting the F1 market to rebound. And then on the next slide, there is um, a Cristiano Ronaldo card. Another one, a lot of these like bigger cards and Cristiano, Cristiano Ronaldo in particular because of the World Cup and him moving clubs to uh, Al Nassar. Uh, there's this impeccable Immortal Ink Auto out of five PSA 9, sold for $6,300 January 1st. And then a PSA Authentic, not even a PSA 9, went for $4,544 October 22nd, which is quite the drop for a player of his caliber. There's uh, my take on this is there's a lot of like in, in the moment there's news coming out, such as the interview you do with Piers Morgan or moving to a Saudi Arabian club, which isn't the best look for him in the short term. But you have to realize this guy is still one of the, one of the greatest of all time and picking up a card like that in the long term, I think it's, it, it'll only do well. Maybe not right right now. A lot of his stuff is down, but this is just another example of a, a rare card that has dropped off quite a bit. And maybe you could consider picking up some of his cards. So that that those are the main points I got. Um, I would say a lot of it has you have to make your own decision. You have to look at yourself. We can't tell you which one's better, but I'm arguing that if it makes sense and you have the money, that it, it it's a good time to pick up uh, some of these cards. All right, to play devil's advocate here, which I guess I've been doing the entire time because I hear me out. I'm not against. I am not against picking up rare cards if you think it's a good price. Um, and it, it's all personal preference. Like, if there's a rare card and I think it's a good price, of course I'd pick it up. But I would also prefer to be more liquid and not have guilt because, again, Aaron Ashby story, selling a card and then being thinking about that card often stinks. So if you're buying a rare card that you have no attachment to whatsoever, then you know that whole that whole segment of my argument is out the door. Um, but allow me to play devil's advocate here. You chose two things here: F1 and uh, it looked like I was flipping you off there. Um, <laughs> F1 and Cristiano Ronaldo. I won't even say soccer. I'll say Ronaldo. Yeah. My argument here is that maybe F1 was too hot. That's a good point. And is correcting itself. So instead of it being a $3,700 card and getting back to that, I think maybe it was probably a little bit too hyped and is actually just coming down to a realistic level. As for Ronaldo, I agree with you. Time heals all wounds. But this is probably a very long-term investment at this point. Like You need him to be retired and probably to be stopping – not. He, you know, he signed a deal to be an ambassador for the Saudi Arabian League after this. You probably need him to not even be working that job. So this is probably like a 10-year buy as opposed to flipping in, um, say, a year or six months or two years, which makes it not liquid, you know, at all from like a time standpoint. Um, and so like this, I, I would be hesitant to just because of what he's done to his name. This, I just... 
look, I don't know much about F1 at all. That being said, I just wonder if if it's just a correction in the market as opposed to a good deal um, to be had. But I, I, if you move this to baseball or basketball or football, I wouldn't disagree. If a rare card comes up of a player I really like, and it's it's I could get ten of this card or one of this, but I know I'm not going to see it for a while. Yeah, of course you buy the one of this, but it is tough. It is tough to know. We don't know what the economy is going to do in 2023 at all. And um, taking those risks, it's a lot easier to take risks if you know you can sell that card easily than if it's like, oh, but I really don't want to sell this card because I don't think I'm going to find it ever again. Yeah. Jordan, Aaron said you killed in 2022 sports cards. Can you share some of your favorite stories or biggest wins? Ooh. Um, Yeah. Appreciate that to Aaron. I don't know when he said that, but uh, appreciate that, Aaron. Um, there were a few. Um, of course, I had some losses as well, so I, I should point that out. Everyone's going to have some wins and some losses. But some of my favorites, um, I would say it kind of goes with the, the rare uh, rare stuff, like I said. I picked up a uh, Pierre Gasly card, uh, Dynasty, in January of 2022, and it was um, – a lot lower than the other Dynasty cards, so I was like, this looks like a really good deal. I held on to it for probably six months, seven months, and then I went to the National. So I bought that. I bought it for, I think it was like 1.3K, and then um, went to the National, and I sold it for 2.8K, I think it was. So it was a, it was a nice um, flip. And then... Um, I'd say the second one was also F1 was at the national where I bought uh, Max Verstappen 70th orange. And then I got it. Uh, the national had this like pre-grade with SGC. So you could get the, um, the, like the grade on it, but it wasn't in a slab. So like, if you wanted to grade it like in a slab, then it would have the grade there. And then you could pay the, I think it was like 20 bucks, 30 bucks to get it slabbed. Um, that one I bought for, I think I made like $900 in like 48 hours because I bought it raw and then got it got it um, in the SGC, which I found myself the, the most successful is buying raw cards and then grading it, whether it's with SGC, um, PSA, BGS. Where, where, I, where could you grade it with SGC, Julian? But I would prefer to grade it through SGC through Slabstocks, slabstocks.com slash grading, because um, while here's, – here's my thing. While it might not – like say an SGC 10 versus PSA 10, it might not command the same value. There's a lot of uh, the, the time value of money, right? So if I'm going to get my card back in two weeks or three weeks from SGC and it's three months from PSA, I could have moved that card, taken the money, moved into another card and like repeated that process multiple times. So for me, SGC was um, a big thing, grading that and flipping it. There you go. Um, Julian, we appear to have a Ronaldo fan in the comments, chef young Walter. Uh, and while I have no, literally no horse in this race between Ronaldo and Messi and whoever else you want to talk about, I couldn't care less. Um, I will say this. He says, Ronaldo has absolutely nothing left to prove. If he thought he needed to do absolutely anything, I can click on it, uh, to keep his legacy intact. You are a donkey all time undisputed legend. And I would say that uh, I will make one counter argument and say if uh, his legacy is intact and he's the all undisputed legend in this 
move didn't hurt him. Why are his prices the way they are right now? We're talking, we're talking uh PSA authentic to a PSA nine, $8,000 drop um, in the course of not even three months, two months. And uh, yeah, I get that he was, he had a poor time and, and look, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not concerned about Ronaldo or Messi or anything. I, I just don't really care. But the facts are the facts, and we're talking $8,000 drop. So I do think that um, while you might love Ronaldo and think that his legacy is undisputed, clearly it is not because this card would not have dropped if that was the case. Make good point. Good point. Um, region of the world, no interest in aside from the Middle East. Well, I'd say another big one that is kind of like a money grab that players have moved to is China. Um, there was one player speaking about Chelsea, um, for the soccer fans out there, Oscar, he was a young, I believe he's Brazilian, Brazilian midfielder who was like really good. And, um, his contract came up for, uh, Chelsea and he ended up signing for a ridiculous amount of money for a Chinese club. And he kind of like fell off the face of the earth. So that's another region I'd say that kind of, uh, impacted the contract like kind of contracts like saudi arabia i'd say saudi arabia is becoming more like that china kind of did it first with paying outrageous money to not even like the like oscar was a really good player but not like the best of the best so that would that'd be another one uh s fleming says what ronaldo did is like tom brady going to play canadian football for money passes prime minus the fact that uh canada doesn't have you know all of the other things attached to its name that Saudi Arabia does. Yeah. And we're not going to get into that either because we are a sports card show and not politics. Um, And Jordan says, Nate, I don't want to leave you out. Do you have any favorite wins that stand out from 2022? And honestly, I had some big wins in 2021, 2022. On the other hand, um, I find that I just kind of, went from buying singles to spending my money on wax and just enjoying whips rips and seeing what I could get and not really, uh, not really, it was not a big singles year for me, um, selling or buying wise, but I guess my biggest win was we went to the tops premiere party. I pulled this Aaron Ashby out of the premiere party pack, which the premiere party packs are, you know, maybe numbered, it's not numbered, but it's probably 15 to 20 of these cards exist um, in the world. And uh, we SGC uh, gold labeled it, which after having done like, I don't know, 10,000 cards through SGC for our group submissions, I think we've hit two, maybe three gold labels in, uh, in total. So uh, it turns out I might have one of the rarest uh, Aaron Ashby cards in the world which at least fills a tiny hole. Um, a tiny hole in my heart from the Aaron Ashby Super Fractor I sold. Yeah, so. great, great, great one right there. I know, Jordan, gold labels exist. They are very, very rare to come by. And like uh, Nate said, there, I think you guys have only seen like two or three through you guys grading it, which is pretty right. cool. Yeah, and what makes it even crazier is this is a card I did not have a sleeve, a case for, and I had to get back from California. 
Look at that. Still gold label tent. So pretty incredible there. Um, we've got about. You should put a ticker on that screen throughout the year to see how many times that premiere party Ashby was mentioned. I'm pretty sure that's the first time I've mentioned it. He says the liar. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, I, you know, it, it's filling a gap in my heart. So I have to mention it as often as I can um, because I know I'll never see that Ashby super factor again. All right. And on to our last section of the day. Love it hate it and this is just focusing on basically design of a card we'll look at a couple other things but it's mostly design of the card rarity of the card and you letting me know if you love it or hate it because i have one sitting over here and i want to know if i should grade it or not and if you guys are all like i kind of hate it then i'll be like okay there's not really much value there um it's a, a a decently expensive card case hit but you know so Let's get into it. Love it or hate it. And right here, Julian, we have Brooks Lee. We've got Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday is the card I have. You can see it there. Light ring. Um, and this is Bowman Draft just did a case hit for this year. Mood ring case hit. Uh, one in. Oh, and I can I can show the thing. One in 60 packs. The colorful mood ring. One in 60 packs is another debut feature key pro, featuring key. Blah is another debut featuring key prospects. Um, and then you can see the other two most rare inserts are Bowman Draft Knights 1 in 6 packs and Bowman Invicta 1 in 12 packs. So significantly more rare. Um, but it doesn't come out to one per case because, as you can see, this guy right here, ZWarry85 on Twitter, 12 packs per box, 8 boxes per case for hobby boxes, jumbo hobby boxes, equal 96 packs per case. 96 divided by 60 equals 1.6 mood rings per case on average. Um, so it's not a case hit. I wouldn't really call it SP or SSP either since those tend to be used to refer to variations. I just call it a rare insert personally. Um, so, but it, it's not a case hit because it's not one per case, but it is also less than two per case. Um, there are quite a bit that have popped up on eBay, which just goes to show you how many stinking cases they made of Bowman products. So many. Um, but you can see the price here, $51 for the last sale there. So, Julian, I'm going to start with you, and we'll go on to the comment section. Uh, Julian, do you like the design of the card, first and foremost? I got to say I'm not a fan. It, the the ba what the background what they got going on is it looks kind of strange I don't know to me it kind of looks like if you've ever seen like a video of like people uh, like putting spray paint on water and then trying to like dip stuff in there to change the color of like a shoe or something it kind of looks like that it, it looks very strange I'm not a fan of it but for your case I would say you still should get it graded just because Jackson Holiday was the number one overall pick right correct so he's like he's like really good. So I, I would say even there's some cards where it's like, I'm not the biggest fan of how they look. You might still need to get it graded. But um, like you said, it, it you said 1.67 per case. 1. So 1. it's 1.6 per case on average. 1.6. So like it, it's a pretty rare. And usually when I think of a rare card, I think of big money. And as you pointed out, it's not like it's $51 for, for Jackson holiday. So I find that kind of interesting, but um yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan of that card. Yeah. Uh, to to put it nicely, I ripped the box. I saw the card. 
I look at it, I say, oh, cool, Jackson Holiday. I put it in my stack with the rest of my rookie, of my Bowman first and my rookies, and didn't think a thing of it until um, I happened to stumble across it on eBay like days later. I said, oh, that's actually kind of a rare card. Okay. I wasn't, you know, I didn't think, no, no part of me said that's a $50 bill. I thought that's a $5 bill, maybe. Um, and that kind of goes to show you that eh, it's probably not the best design if you have a case hit and somebody that likes baseball and rips baseball and uh, thinks about baseball and has a baseball podcast didn't stop and say, yeah, that seems rare. Um, yeah. So I, I think I do agree. I If it's going to be a case hit, I kind of want it to be a little bit a little bit better. I'd also like it to be a case hit. You know, one per case. None of this one in one case, two in another case type thing. Um, and it seems like everyone agrees. Jordan says, eh, hate it if I have to pick one. Uh, Caesar says, horrible. Um, Twins Vikes, we're going to ban from the comment section real quick. Logan says, don't really have a strong opinion either way, but I'd grade it. Um, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I do think... I do think it's cool that they put in a case hit, right? Like taking that step in that direction to add a little bit extra value onto a case outside of just colored rookies and autos, I think, or colored prospects and autos. I think that's a great step in the right direction um, because that just adds a small amount of value to uh, the person buying, but I would like it to be more rare and I would like it to be like something that stops you in your tracks so that you know it's a case hit. If you see a national landmarks from Prism, you just know that's a case hit. That's a great looking card. If you see a color wheel, you know that's a case hit. Well, maybe. I guess color wheel is a little bit iffy. Um, if you see a downtown similar to national landmarks, if you see a color blast, you know that's a case hit. This, I didn't know. I just went straight past it. Um, and and that is partially due to the fact that this is my first Bowman draft box I ripped this year. But um, still still interesting. And I do think, love it or hate it, I do think I'd probably grade it. Just, I, I agree with you. I, and so many people are selling them raw. I think you can get this graded, send it back, and get it up there. And if you get an SGC 9.5 or an SGC 10 and be the first one to sell it, Maybe you get 150 bucks for it. Yeah. And like that point you, you pointed out, I mean, like you rep a decent amount of baseball stuff. And if you can't tell it's a, like a case hit or super rare card, the odds are a lot of other people are like that too. So like if you're like at a show and you walk by and you just glance over it and you're like, okay, that, that's just a colorful card, but it doesn't seem that rare. That's a problem. So yeah. I think that that's a good point that you made. I, I do like the shoe dip thing because now that you mention it, it does kind of look like that. It does. it does. That's what I thought of right away. They could they should have called it shoe dip. <laughs> shoe instead dip. of mood there ring. There you go. Yeah, um, what's up with mood ring too? I, I don't know. I yeah, don't like that I don't, name either. I don't understand it. It's a very like nineties reference, mood rings. Yeah. Early two thousands. Um but that is uh we're actually you know we only have eight minutes left but that is all i've got for today that is the end of love it or hate it 51 bucks and that's the end of the slideshow um does anybody have any questions or comments concerns julian nothing i don't, I don't 
I don't got anything. Uh, happy I was able to join uh, one of the early lives in 2023. Had a blast with you guys. So thanks for having me on. Hey, oh, of course. Uh, this will not be your last of 2023. Will not, if yeah, I were a betting man. Um, you, uh, you will probably be, you will probably be, uh, doing more lives for slab stocks than Aaron Rodgers will be playing for the Packers games for the Packers this year. If I were a betting man, I would take that. Yeah. Um, and Michael says, don't like this as well as most inserts. It's like, they're not even trying anymore. And yeah, I, you know, I kind of, I, again, I like that they tried on the case hit, but I I just I think the the execution left a little bit to be desired. I do think they have to keep the case hit format, just change it up to something that is more has more pizzazz. And then Jordan says, Nate, what are your plans for the Burbank show? I am um, gonna be there all Friday and then there till three or so on um saturday plane flight leaves at five on saturday so we're talking we're talking from from um all friday and saturday so if any of you are there i know jordan's going to be there set up at a booth um but if anybody else is there please stop say hi um maybe we'll have to get supper or something jordan or, or lunch find somewhere to eat um but that's my plans and uh Chef Young Walter says the designs of our modern cards are deteriorating. And yeah, there's there's a lot of, I mean, Prism. You know, how boring is Prism year in and year out? Basically the same thing over and over and over again, Optic. Um, I thought the best design for a modern card, at least in my mind, was 2018 Stars and Stripes for um, Tops Baseball. Uh, Otani, Ronald Cunha, you know, they look amazing. Absolutely incredible cards. And Tops has moved from that, which is amazing, to Stars and Stripes being a white border with red stars. Yeah. Like, you you had something spectacular. Just keep it like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a big thing. I think sometimes they try and do too much, right? If it's if something's really good, don't mess with it. Yeah. This just just keep it, keep it as is. Um, that being said, uh, this week, just real quick this week, we've got breaks Thursday, Friday, or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday on whatnot. I am breaking a bunch of different soccer product. I've got, uh, Deco on deck. I've got, uh, tops Chrome Sapphire from 2021. I've got 2018 tops Chrome Bundesliga, all sorts of, uh, soccer products this week. So it should be a really good week. Um, break wise and that is at 6 p.m eastern time on the slab stocks whatnot channel and uh otherwise check out the daily slab in the morning monday through friday i put out a daily slab video every morning the slab stocks team does but you see my not as beautiful face on it uh face for radio not a face for video but they seem to have me on these videos quite a bit um, other than that, I don't think I got anything last couple, couple last comments on uh, Michael Ham upper deck is still the premier company for design and thinking outside the box for inserts. Unfortunately, they mainly do hockey. And of course they mainly do hockey because they have the hockey license and they don't have the license for the other cards. Um, but who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe tops or fanatics will acquire upper deck, acquire the hockey license along with it acquire LeBron James and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods autos and then 
um, also acquire their design team. That'd be cool. And uh, last one here, Chef Young Walter. We need to re-enter the 60s advertisement strategy and create new tasteful card designs. Late 90s cards were was the peak of this. Yeah, the inserts from the late 90s. Um, the Net Marvel, not Net Marvels. Um, what's it called? There's this Net one. I can't remember. Net Masters? Net something where it's just Net. Player and a Net in the background, but the Net is die cut. So that every single loop of the net is cut out, so you can see right through the card. Absolutely amazing. And there's also this Game Boy one um, from '97. Uh, there's like a Game Boy uh, Game Boy handheld die cut one that is my favorite insert of all time. Um, but I'm drawing blanks on the names right now because '90s cards are not my. I know what they look like, but I not my forte when it comes to remembering what they're called. Um, but those were amazing, and if we could get back to that, I'd be huge. Outside of that, Julian, thanks for joining today. Everyone else, thank you for joining our Slab Stocks Live. Hope you had a good time. And if you like this format um, and you have ideas for it, we're trying to do a little bit more of a, a, a game show type thing, so to speak, on these. If you have ideas for a format that you would like, um, drop it in the comment section or DM us at Slab Stocks, or you can DM Slab Stocks Nate or DM Slab Stocks Aaron or email us at info at slabstocks.com. Um, whatever, whichever way you want to contact us. If you have ideas for how you would, what you'd want to see on a Slab Stocks Live, uh, let us know. But thank you everyone for watching today and we will talk to you guys again next Monday.